welcome back to the Some Sort of Miracle podcast. Uh, I'm Jacob, and today I'm joined by Ed. Hello. And our guest this week is Josh Barker. Hi. Hi, Josh. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your Christian journey? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Josh. I'm from Scarborough. I was born and raised in Scarborough. I'm currently at university studying a degree in human resources. Uh, I'm a sixth generation salvationist. Uh, and so the army uh, has always been a part of my life uh, and continues to be a part of my life and where I choose to to serve and respond to God. So do you want to tell us a little bit more? So we, we got into it because you're actually a blog, blog writer, right? Could you tell us a little bit more about your blog and stuff like that? Yes, uh, um, I write for Aspirational Living, um, which kind of is a culmination of my my first journey so far. Um, I decided to take the plunge in, well, <laughs> I went live on November the 29th and I decided on November the 28th that I was going to do it. So it was a pretty a kind of, if not now, when kind of moment. Um, <clears throat> I decided to start off by doing uh, just a daily thought throughout Advent and uh, different things that had gone on as a kind of uh, vent, not like a an anger vent, but more of a just a way to get my thoughts down on paper kind of thing. Because um, I've always enjoyed writing. Um, it's always been a release for me. Um, and it just kind of, you know, I, f- I felt like it was the next thing um, that God was calling me to to do. Um, and, you know, I had lots, lots of things to, to think about and to share. And I think that's the important thing is, you know, being able to share bits from my story, uh, to be able to show people Jesus and to be able to spread the message. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Where where did the name Aspirational Living come from? <laughs> well, um, it's funny you should ask, because um, I'm a senior soldier in the Salvation Army, um, and for a long time I really struggled with uh, surrender and you know, um, especially with the soldiership, it's a massive commitment and there's a lot of things that I say I will and won't do. Um, and for me, it, you know, I've always done things wrong and, you know, despite my best intentions, I always end up returning to sinful ways and, you know, whatever. So I really struggled coming, when I came to the decision to become a soldier with the whole surrender, you know, I thought I felt at the time like it was a one-time thing, um, but over a period of time and through um, things that happened in my life, I kind of came to realise that it's more of a, a process and a, a, and something that has to occur really on a daily basis. Um, and when I came to the realisation that no matter how hard I try, I will never be the perfect person. I will never reach the standards that being a soldier sets out. Actually you know, at what point do you say, well, actually, you know, this is, you know, God wants to use me and this is the best way for God to use me. And yeah, I accept that, you know, I won't always get it right. And, you know, I, I don't always get it right, but it's about aspiring for something more. And that kind of idea kind of formed aspirational living. And I, it was something that I would um, preach on. Um, and then, you know, people around me were like, oh, aspirational living. And then it was kind of like, actually, that makes up that, you know, I try, I've tried in the past to do blogs and it's never really clicked. Um, 
and it's never really felt right. And then aspirational living kind of just fell into place and um, really struck a chord with me and I hope strikes a chord with my readers. And, you know, it's it's, it's about, you know, num- yeah, we're all human and at the end of the day, we'll never reach that, you know, perfect. I always use the analogy of my army shoes. I'm constantly, I remember the first time I got my army shoes and I was polishing them up. Uh, and I'd spend hours, you know, hours polishing them up, and they would. I could never get it to be perfect. And it's about that, you know. In life, we can spend hours polishing our shoes. We can spend hours, you know, trying to be the best person. But actually, at the end of the day, as soon as you walk outside, you know, you're going to get scuffs, and and that's just the nature of it. But it's it's not. It's about recognizing that it's not okay to be complacent. It's not okay to you know, just do nothing about it. It's not okay to be like, oh, well, you know, I've sinned, so that's kind of it. It's about, you know, yes, I've sinned, but let's do something about it and being proactive. And that's what I hope I'm able to encourage um, through the blog. That's really interesting because we had a discussion literally the other day about sin. So it would be quite good to get, what do you, what is your definition of sin? So like, what would you define sin as not like picking out and what are sins and what isn't a sin but what would you define sin as well i think it's anything that is not of god's will um it's not something i spend a lot of time thinking about because um i accept that it's it's going to be a part of my life regardless of what i do but it's how i suppose i'm able to respond to that and what i do because of it that makes a difference. Um, yeah, I'm, I think I think it's a difficult one because I, you know, I heard once someone saying about you know if you don't follow God's will, then you're sinning. And to a, to an extent, I can I can understand that. But then you know, like I said, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all have human barriers and stuff that prevent us from doing sometimes what God wants us to do. So actually, you know. Um, for a long time, this is a side note, but for a long time I struggled with Good Friday um, because of the focus on the, the death and the horrific crucifixion of Christ. Um, and it's only, t- you know, I am only 20, but it's taken me my full faith journey to get to it and an understanding that actually, you know, it's not about the human injustice behind um, Good Friday. And I think it's the sa- it's the same with with sin it's not about you know we try and i think often we try and place concepts and um godly things inside our humanness and actually you know it's it's just not about that at at the end of the day i mean i think in that sense my faith is quite um liberal i i don't think you know, you can try, but I don't think there's anything that you can do to make God love you more or less. Therefore, in my opinion, I don't think that we should obsess. And I think by obsessing on things like what is sin, we can end up perpetuating the conversation around the negative rather than looking at actually, you know, what we can do positively. You know, I'm a big believer in positive action and that's quite topical at the minute. The thing that I, you know, the reason why I'm still at the Salvation Army is this whole faith in action. It's all well and good talking about it and words 
you know, I can be powerful, but actually life is so more, <laughs> ironically for me being a writer, is more than words. <laughs> you know, it's about doing things, um, you know, and so I think that's my perspective on on that particular thing. So I, I'm a reader of your blog. Um, I've been really enjoying it, and you've got a, an amazing way with words where you can explain really difficult ideas in quite a simple simple way that's very accessible and often poetic as well i'd say um so yeah I, i'd encourage any of our listeners to go and um give it a read whereabouts would they be able to find it josh um well we're at uh, aspirationallivingblog.co.uk we also have a facebook page aspirational living blog and an instagram page by the same name um, and there's links on both of those pages and the website to different blogs i mean we've got all the blogs from when i first started out in December. Um, at the minute we're doing, or I'm writing uh, bi-weekly when I can. You know, some one of the biggest learning curves for me is that um, it's better to release a blog that is of God and I'm sure and certain that that's what God wants, rather than just writing words for words' sake. So that's something that I've had to that I've wrestled with over the time that I've been writing the blogs. But you know, I've come down to a and understanding and I think that's you know through I've been um there's a lot of things that have happened this year that have aided me to come to that you know peace that actually you know sometimes sharing a song might you know speak to people more than the million words I could write on you know whatever that happened to me in that week or, or whatever but yeah that's brilliant so you've been doing the uh the blog for is it seven months now is that about right yeah, about about that time. About seven months. How have you found that the blog has kind of affected your faith or helped you to grow in your faith over that period? Um, well, for me, I've always struggled with spending time with God. It, not from a, I struggled with spending time with God, but from a struggling to get the time, you know, without trying to shoehorn him in rather than trying to you know, rather than placing my day around God, trying to fit him in. And that has always been the, the wrong way for me, for doing, for having that time with God. And I remember talking to my core officers um, probably, well, I don't know, two or three years ago now, saying that I feel like when I'm preparing to preach or when I'm preparing to talk or whatever I'm doing, I am never closer. And I think, you know, the blog for me came out of the loss of my grandma and that kind of um, the craving, I suppose, that, you know, the, the yearning, I suppose it's just yearning for something more, yearning for something great. Like the tagline, you know, it was out of yearning for God that actually being able to sit down and write every day and be able to listen to God and talk with him and try and, you know, discern what he wants me to, to do and say. And, and all of that just is it, you know, enables me to be more focused about my discipleship and um, about encouraging uh, that relationship with him. So this is quite a good question to ask since it's called aspirational living. Uh, what sort of aspirations see what I did there, do you have with the blog? <laughs> um, well, um, I've always been a planner um, and I've always, you know, enjoyed having a plan. 
Um, but in the last decade, um, God has really taught me to not necessarily plan. You know, people will often say to me, um, man makes plans and God laughs. And I do feel like that is the case in my life. So, you know, I do have uh, aspirations to, you know, to grow the blog and to reach um, more people, to be able to, you know, touch more lives. I think fundamentally it's all about this, you know, this idea of impact. Um, my grandma was a tiny person, but had such a massive influence and um, such a massive impact on so many people that uh, that's really challenged me. Um, and I just want to be able to, you know, sometimes I feel so overwhelmed I just want to tell people about Jesus and, you know, uh, you know, it can be frustrating at times when people just don't get it. But, you know, I've recently been watching um, The Chosen, um, which is a Christian um, TV series based on the life of Jesus. And that's just totally um, reignited my passion and um, seeing Jesus in a, a much more human light um really encourages me and has been a real source of you know um passion and um reinvigoration for my faith journey i think as well who are some of the people that inspire you to write blogs do you have any writers that you look up to or get inspired by when you write um well i've been inspired by uh, k morby who is the writer with soul with a view um but then i think Besides that, I just draw inspiration from um, everyday life um, and the things I read. Uh, I've always been an avid reader, so you know, I you know, I just pick things up and um, just see where it takes me. Really, what kind of hurdles have you overcome with the blog? So, what kind of like stopping points have you had, and then how have you like got overcome them? I think that's a really uh, interesting question. Um, my yeah my my life hasn't um always been the easiest um i've been blessed beyond words with the life that i have and i, I am very privileged in that sense but um from a young age i've had issues i um struggled with hip surgery um uh, and chronic pain um and more recently uh you know just living in a very complex world and um the lot the loss of my grandma like i said and you know this year i lost a friend at university which has been tough and so overcoming has been part of who i am uh, every trial and every hurdle i have overcome maybe not in the time frame i had expected maybe not in the way I'd expected, um, but always in the way that God wanted. Um, and I think that for me, that's important. Um, you know, in terms of the blog, um, there's always that little niggle uh, inside you that encourages you to doubt. Uh, maybe it's not, you know, maybe that's not what God wants you to say, or um, maybe somebody will be offended or, you know, whatever it is that the devil kind of uses to try and shut me up or not press the publish button, you know? 
Um, also, you know, um, losing my friend at university, that was difficult and being able to find words to write and inspire and encourage in that particular time in my life was difficult. Um, I think, you know, there's always going to be hurdles and stuff, but it's just how you deal with it. And um, recently, more than usual, I've turned to God in those situations rather than my more natural response, which was to turn away from him. Um, and, I, you know, that is because of where I am in my faith journey. But, you know, it's just helped tremendously to know that, that God's there and being able to go through these difficult times with him by my side rather than uh, maybe like in the past when my immediate response was contempt for God or anger. Um, become more at peace with the fact that, you know, in Philippians, the, there's a verse that says, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Now, I don't, I've never experienced um, death in that sense, but uh, for me, you know, if, I, if I'm privileged enough to continue living the life I am, then, you know, God will be glorified in that. But if I'm not, God will also be glorified. And so, you know, as long as I'm able to respond to God's call and um, do that, then that's all that really matters, you know. During these interviews, I always try and imagine who might be listening. And I, I'm sure I'm often off the mark, but um, I'm just imagining someone now who is listening and they're feeling God calling them into doing something like maybe a blog or maybe some sort of creative ministry or or anything else I guess and I just wonder whether you'd have any have, have any words for them from your experience of following God's call into doing something like this what what advice would you give them well well I think the, the main thing is just do it you know you never know what um what will happen and if it is of God and it's the right time then it'll take off and you know, you just got to be very clear from the outset why you're doing what you're doing. Um, for me, as much as I do look at the numbers and see how many people get to read it, it's necessarily about that. Um, because I said at the outset that, you know, if I could just touch one life, then that would be good enough for me. And, you know, God, God the rest. Um, a key thing from The Chosen recently um, is about bringing the loaves and uh, fishes and God will do the rest and that's really struck a chord with me and I think that's you know if not now when you know there was plenty of reasons why I, I shouldn't start a blog um you know at least of which I was totally ill-prepared you know I decided the day before I went live that I was going to do it so um yeah but it's just you know just trust and when the time's right and you you know, sometimes you'll just feel, even if you don't, you know, you'll put it off and it'll just niggle inside you until you do. And uh, in my experience, it's about the, in those situations, about making sure you listen to God and then do what he says. Um, yeah. So just, if not now, when? I think it's also important to say, because similar to your blog, I kind of threw myself into starting my own business, which was a clothing brand. And I felt like that, yeah you're going to run a clothing brand and that's how it's going to be and it got to a year into it and I just I just didn't feel the urge or the drive for it anymore and then I just I spoke to God about it and 
I essentially just came to the conclusion that God was like, yep, yeah, I want you to learn something out of that, but it wasn't meant to, it wasn't the end goal. So I think it's important to say, like, if, if you are wanting to start something and you don't get the results you want, it doesn't mean you can't learn something spectacular out of it as well. It might not be like what you do for the rest of your life or whatever, but the lessons you'll get from it, God will make sure that they're used throughout your life. Yeah, definitely. For such a time as this, that's in the Bible. And I think that's something that speaks to me as well. You know, uh, many people will say to me, oh, Josh, why are you not an officer? Why is you not, you know, why are you not pursuing that? And actually, you know, maybe one day, but right now I'm certain that I'm doing what God wants me to do. And I think that's just the, that's the important thing is allowing yourself the the freedom and the space to say, actually, yeah, now's, now's the time to do this or now's not the time to do this and, you know, be okay with that because that's one of the biggest, the biggest things you need to be able to, you know, to be able to do this kind of thing is um, God doesn't call people, in my opinion, to, to the same thing for every day of their life. Um, and so just listen and, you know, one day things might be working out and the next day might not be. Maybe God's trying to give you a message in that. Who knows? It's interesting. You mentioned um, a couple of minutes ago about statistics. And I remember I've, um, I had a conversation, I had an inter- did an interview with a guy called Tim Hobbs who runs a video, like a Christian filmmaking uh, thing called Whittle Films now. And he, we spoke a little bit about um, how you avoid getting caught in that trap of just comparison. And the whole world is geared to steer you towards these statistics that will tell you if you're doing good or not. And uh, yeah, I, I just found it um, very helpful when you mentioned about if uh, this helps one person, it was worth doing it. And that's a very different metric for success than potentially the world is telling us that that's what we need to aim for so how do you kind of marry all that together and how do you stay i guess keep your integrity and authenticity with all that as well the the thing is that there's always going to be um external pressures you know um for me uh, there isn't a pressure but i'm a sixth generation salvationist now that's quite a lot of pressure when it comes down to it um, and obviously I am blessed and I, you know, I've not been forced into doing anything, but, um, I still feel that, um, the pressure of, you know, the, the thing that I always kind of, um, my, my response to when people say, oh, well, you know, Jesus isn't the son of God. I just think of the vastness of everything that's come afterwards. He was either, you know, the son of man or an extremely good con artist, but it's just not in my, in my mind, you can't con generations and generations of, of people to believe something that's in the past. And so for me, it's like that, you know, there's, there's always going to be that, um, that doubt. And there might be someone that says, Oh, well, you've only seen, you know, you've only got 16 people have only seen it today. Well, you know, if only, you know, I'd much rather have 16 people who take something from it than 160 people who take nothing from it, you know? Um, but I mean, in terms of marrying success and that, I think um, my journey has meant that 
my definition of success has changed. So actually, I'm in a, I'm secure in the, in the knowledge that actually, th- this is right for now, um, and you know, it, it's just one of those things that has progressed over time, I, I suppose. And um, yeah, yes, it would be nice to have an audience larger than I've got, but actually, as long as I'm impacting that and you know i'd often say well this week's blog didn't didn't go that far so you know what did i write differently this week and you know that's a legitimate a legitimate question to ask but actually you know i've learned to not allow that to influence what i write um for me to press the schedule or the publish um button it's got to it's got to click it's got to feel right and if it doesn't, then um, something will come along. You know, I, I did, like I said, I do like to plan ahead, but you know, sometimes God will have them, and I'll wake up one morning really early, and the idea will be there, and I'll be at my computer writing it down, um, even if it's the last minute. I mean, one time a few months ago, when I before lockdown, I was at university, and I woke up about half past four in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I went out for a light jog uh and came back and then it was there on the way on the day it went live and you know sometimes it's about allowing god to work through it uh, work through you you know fundamentally it's not about me that's what you know there's a lot of christian bloggers out there who do use their name as their uh, brand if you if you if you like but actually for me it's so much more than just me my biggest hope and aspiration with the blog is that it carries on after me being able to reach people and so you know i'm looking to expand it and looking to create a team um an aspirational living team but you know at the minute it's working well and in the future who knows what will happen um but yeah it's just you know it's so much more than me or all of us you know how have you found lockdown then so far? Um, interesting. Um, I'm not used to being at home so much. Um, it's been lovely, don't get me wrong. Um, but I am used to my own space and, and, and that's been a, a particular challenge. But, you know, I'm blessed to be able to be locked down at home with my family who actually, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm going into my final year at degree next year, hopefully. So in terms of time spent at home, this is probably the last solid amount of time I'll spend. And so, you know, I'm blessed to be able to spend that uh, with my mum and dad and my brother. Um, and actually it came just at the right time. Um, don't get me wrong, the pandemic has been horrific and has affected so many people's lives. But for me personally, um, I lost my grandma last year. I lost my friend and then I lost my auntie all in a very short period of time. And, um, I don't know where I would be if I was still at university by myself. Um, and so I'm grateful in that sense that I've been able to go through grief w- with my family around me. You know, we're a team. Uh, and so we're, we're able to, to, to burden that together. We've had a really like healthy, good discussion about you and your blog. Uh, what scripture do you take inspiration from in your day-to-day life? And is there any that you'd recommend to other people as well? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, obviously, you've got the the coffee cups, the 
curse the type and bible verses like jeremiah 29 and john 3 16 and uh, for me particularly philippians 4 13 which is um i can do all things through christ who gives me strength um but i think the thing that i am learning is that actually one or two verses the thing that i'm struggling with the blog as well is that in such a small piece of um writing to be able to kind of grasp the depth and breadth and fullness of god's love in just a few words and i think you know for me um the verse of scripture um well so for me there's two there's two things firstly i don't like taking verses out of context so for me one of the the biggest ones that i've only just realized recently is john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life and we often refer to that a lot but actually i had no idea that it was when jesus was talking to nicodemus um and the whole story of that encounter is just so much more and adds so much more depth and context to those lines that actually it has a greater impact on me um but then if i was to you know um give a verse that i take inspiration from is jesus um i can't tell you exactly where it is but you know jesus the the son of god you know the most perfect being to ever grace earth and in the bible it says he wept and for me that just brings it home you know even jesus the one who you know has power over all and and you know he's the most perfect being even he cried and so you know it's okay to cry you know it's okay to be not okay sometimes so for me that's the verse of scripture that kind of speaks to me the most um but yeah good question just before we end josh i wonder whether you'd be willing to share with us some of your writing and there's a bit in the Blessings of Lockdown blog where you talk about the gift of hope. And I just felt it was a really uh, prophetic word for the church at the moment. So I wonder whether you'd be willing to share that with us before we end. Yeah, sure. The gift of hope. Finally, even with the loss and despair that is around me and seemingly engulfs the world, all of these gifts have left me with an even greater gift. The gift of hope. Hope in tomorrow. Faith that the storm will pass. We will see the other side. So what have I learned from this? The storm will pass. We will be different. Many will be changed. Life won't be the same again. But isn't that the exciting part of following Jesus? Knowing that no matter what comes, no matter the change, he will be with us through it all, forever. Thank you. And yeah, just as we end, would you mind uh, reminding us where we can find your blog? Um, I'm sure lots of listeners will be wanting to go and give it a read now. Yep, sure. Um, aspirationallivingblog.co.uk and we have Facebook and Instagram at aspirationallivingblog. Cool. Josh, this has been a really good conversation and I'm really glad we got you onto the podcast. Um, in a few days' time, uh, we'll be discussing this interview 
with everyone in the listener group. Uh, if you want to get involved with that discussion, just search SSOM Listener Group on Facebook and you can join in with our conversation there. Uh, thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for coming on, Josh. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And we'll make sure we share your blog in the listener group as well. Thank you. Thank you.